Coming at you from Scratch Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite World of the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. Sitting to my left, the Casey Jones of editing, Mr. <laughs> Daniel Tyson. I, yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. And sitting across from me, the Michelangelo of Ninja Turtles, Mr. Tommy Dixon. Oh, hey, how's it going? How'd that work out exactly? I have no earthly idea. You think it'd be the other way around, but hey, whatever. It's fine. Casey Jones still badass. It's true. But well, just because of the weirdo fucking mask you're wearing today. Oh, oh, well, fine. Like it's not even. It's a hockey mask. What do, what do you hope to? You know, it's not even a safety thing. You're just being a weirdo. I am the knight. And mixing <laughs> up your franchises. I Jesus know. Jesus Christ. How how is everybody doing today? It's going great. It's recording day. Uh, you know, we gotta love it. Yeah, podcast we, day. We keep coming back at least, so hey. And speaking of coming back, another dear friend is uh, joining us again. It's uh, the man himself, TC. How you doing, brother? Yo, it's a good time. Yes, it I, is. Yeah, we're going to make it a good time. Or else. Exactly. Or else. Or, or else we just re-record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't say that. <laughs> It's true. We'll just put plane sounds in the background. Just do it like the movie Troy. Wait, what? Have you not seen Troy? Yeah, I mean, I sure, but like a long time ago. And looking for the correlation at this point. Yeah, exactly. There's there's an airplane in the background that's not supposed to be there because it's Troy. Really, I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's an editing blunder. Like it's somewhere like. One of the scenes where it's panning up at Brad Pitt, there's a 747 in the air behind him. That's hilarious. Oh, that's the best. Did, did, and then no one noticed and edited it out? Apparently not. But that movie's that movie's pretty bad anyway. Like, I wasn't a fan of it. I mean, maybe that was it, though. Yeah, maybe the editor's like, this movie sucks. <laughs> you know what? Like, Fuck it. Let's leave this in here. There's a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, too, where they have, like, Starbucks cups on the table. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one, too. It's pretty funny. No one let that go for a second. Nope. Oh, but TC, great to have you back again. Let's let's talk good stuff. We're going to talk some stuff. Yeah, I don't know about good stuff, but we're 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 going to talk about it because we didn't finish last time. I think Danny hears that a lot, but um, <sighs> I mean, is that is that really a slam though? Good night, everybody. Or, or is that just like extreme longevity? <laughs> That's TC sweet trying to save you. Yeah, that's I sweet like of that. you trying to save that. Thank you, TC. I, I do appreciate it, but uh, I know where the implication was. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm. You, you just served it up on a silver platter. I know. Uh, but yeah, you know, last time uh, we had you with us, we were doing uh, Black Spirals and we ran out of time. Yeah, it was a little unfortunate. We kind of ran out of time. Was, we recorded more than one in that day and it was, was kind of late. So here we are to bring you part two. Hit up on so we're going to talk about uh, spirals with spas, twelves, and body armor, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk about a lot of things. Yeah. SWAT team spirals and APCs. Cyberpunk spirals. Fuck yeah. But before we do, yeah. you know, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening and for all your support. It means a lot to us. And I, I think you know that. If not, we'll, we're going to keep saying it, so too bad. If you are not currently one of our backers, you can change that. You have the power to make change in the world. Yes, and you should change that. That's right. 
You can go to our Ko-Fi, which is in the show notes. Correct. It's uh, on our website. Correct. And what is that website, Tom? Rageacrossintheinternet.com. Dot com. Dot com. Anyway, from, <laughs> from the site, not only do you get the link to our Discord, but uh, you can go to the Ko-Fi, uh, donate to one of the four tiers we have, or just put a random donation, because you can do that in Ko-Fi, which is neat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also have the Guilty Bundle. We have the Guilty Bundle, which is a good time. You've heard our postmortem series, the, the first four we did at the end of last year. Yeah, and the Guilty is ten times better than that was. And it's also five episodes longer. <laughs> yeah. However, you know, obviously, we understand that time's a little crazy. And if you don't want or can't do a, uh, some monetary support, there are other ways you can help. Reviews, rating, sharing with friends, sharing with enemies. All the above. Right? Five, five stars. Five yeah. stars all day, every day. Oh, That's yeah, right. That yeah, five stars even, if it's, even if four is only an option. Five star. Give it five anyway. Shares, likes. Spread the word, spread the love. Speaking of spreading the love. Sparrows like to spread love. <laughs> what the fuck? They do. <laughs> Their own type of love. We, we mentioned that last time, and we're trying to only mention stuff we didn't get to last time, but I'm, I'm sure there might be a little overlap here. Well, yeah, because, you know, we carefully, carefully. <laughs> right. Scripted a thing. Yeah, we carefully script a thing. It's very important to us. It's a world of darkness, man. Come on. It's crazy. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Excuse me. Don't be shot, man. But, you know, like uh, like before, you know, we did the, the three kind of spiritual mm-hmm. series. And, you know, we, we kept our various editions of the book. And we're still keeping with that. Sure. So that Danny's got second edition. I took first edition. And then uh, Tom took 20. TC, you took 22, right? I'm flipping through 20, yeah. Excellent. I've got all of them. So, like, any at any given time. But, yeah. So you're the wild card. Yes. Sweet. You sold it. I believe you. The, the trick is utmost confidence. No confusion at all. <laughs> so, when I was digging through first edition, mm-hmm. and we will talk camps this time, I promise. Yeah, we said We it have the time. time. We have the time now. We're yep. going to do it. But I, I wanted to open with this, you know, is um, at least in first edition, you know, it talks about how the spouse take considerable pride in their lineage. They'll trace their heritage all the way back through the generations. Uh, many Metis have uh, past lives and channel their ancestors. And obviously, occasionally, there's the, uh, the pure cub born. Which and is I, weird to think about. But right. Yeah. And I know we talked about that briefly before. That those, those are hunted down and brought in. We, we talked about them during the rejects. Mm-hmm. And we might have mentioned them during the spiral. But yeah, that purebred cub, quote, white howler pup. Mm-hmm. That thing is, is fucking chased down <laughs> and forced to dance the spiral whenever possible. And that shit happens a lot. Relative is this where to, you greenlight people playing... Uh, you know, reborn white howlers in the modern age, knowing full well that they're probably going to die? Well, no, because you, um, a purebred black spiral, okay, a, a cleaned, if you will, we'll use the quotes here, black spiral, isn't a white howler. Because right. there is no a white howler tribe. There's no right. white howler totem. That's just a ronin. But we, you know, we, I use the term white howler because, just for simplicity. Simplicity, sake. clarification. Yeah, but he's not a white howler. He doesn't like, hey, I'm not a spiral yet, therefore, no. You're, you're just waiting for bad just, shit to happen. It's just Garu. 
Yep. <laughs> just, just got to run. Gonna have a bad time. You're wrong. You don't have a tribe. Yep. You're either picked up by guyans or you're picked up by spirals, and it's a bad day. <laughs> or a good day. <laughs> a matter of perspective. <laughs> but but those precious few quote purebred spirals, when they're recovered, they're taught the greatest gifts and groomed specifically to be elders. Oh. No shit. Yeah. Okay, that makes they're, they're sense. They're considered the best of the best. Just groomed that way. Yeah. That's like Hunts at Night. He's pure white. Yeah, he is. He's a badass. So even the purest, the, the pure spirals are all white. Yes. Which is it's, uh, weird. the White Howler lineage. Yeah. Right. And no, I, it's just, it's crazy to think about when you're saying all those words and putting them together at the same time. And to think of that image, it's like, oh, weird. They they stopped being spiritually white howlers, but the genetics didn't go away. Like they're and still Pictish ancestry. I agree, and I, I like that. I just think it's cool, but it's also really weird. Well, I think because you're used to thinking about spirals with the the black wheely fur, right? Or and you know, if like a, a patches missing, uh, you know, green. Fenrir falls their fur is like dingy green instead of gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're usually pretty fucked up and mangy looking, mm-hmm. or they have the cool ass bad ears. And like the bad mm-hmm. nose, mm-hmm. and I fucking love that artwork that way. Mm-hmm. Or the horn. I mean, I, I just like that to mess with you guys. <laughs> well, so it's the, the thing that causes the mutations is the balefire, right? Because they're in so, such close proximity to the balefire that it mutates them, yeah? Yeah, that in, in toxic waste, you know, that, that's so, a big thing for them for some reason. Yeah, weird, but yeah, good, cool. So, so if you had a hive in like a high rise, like, fuck you, Last Walkers, this is my building now, and it's like, I don't know totally not Amazon warehouse. Would you say it'd be possible to have spirals that aren't mutated then? Like how much of that mutation is genetics and how much of that is just from being exposed to constantly dipping your hands to the bale fire and saying, ooh, this is war? I think that's a perfectly fair question. I, I mean, I don't think we have an answer to that, no, but that's, that's a great question posed. Storyteller discretion at that point. Yeah, I would leave it more toward outside sources causing the mutations. Makes sense. But that's me. Um, and, you know, you talk about a spiral pit in like a high rise. And that's something we, we are, we're going to get back to definitely. But uh, mm-hmm. something I thought was really interesting or, or maybe odd mm-hmm. at, through first edition is it says, and I, mean, I got a quote here, all black spirals were talismans made of various metals, colors, jewels, and designs. These ornaments show the black spirals rank, family background, hive and pack. So much like we would have, the different glyphs on like a claver or a weapon or any fetish. Well, they have those too. But the idea of them, and I don't see this very often represented in the art, you know, which is why I think why it stuck out to me, mm-hmm. is the idea that they're wearing like a bracelet or an armlet or, you know, an anklet or a necklace with all this shit on it that, you know, says something to the other spirals. Like from a cultural standpoint, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, well, in weird. Werewolf 20, there's a piece of art of a werewolf in Garu form going over uh, like a tome or something. It looks like an obvious theurge, and it's got this pendant around its neck that uh, has the worm glyph on it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I'll try to find that real quick. Because it, it always stuck out to me. As, as, like, I, I stared at it. It's a really great piece of art, but it always puzzled me because I'm like, this is worm iconography. Oh, it's, it's funny. It's the first thing when you started to describe that, I... I conjured up an image I remember, I think, from the Shadow Lord's book, but I don't recall. It could be a reused asset. It, it could be. I don't know. It just made me think of it. 
it was just a pendant with just the worm glyph. There, there's a lot more trinkets on. I, I think it's a her. Still, cool yeah. thing about those. Curious as to why they're labeling their ranks and everything on themselves like that. Yeah, it it seems a little, especially for a civilization that predominantly lives underground, in in, in and close proximity to toxic waste. Yeah, it's just okay. I know you're way weaker than me. I'm gonna kill you. I mean, it seems oddly fancy, right? For the spirals. Infamy. Infamy is a renown. It just struck me as know. odd that, and I mean, this was first edition, right? And I don't remember seeing that anywhere else, which is why it prompted me to bring it up. You know, they do have technically, there are Black Spiral Ronin, but they're treated as equals to all other Black Spirals unless they've been proven guilty of turning away from service for the worm. Those that turn are traitor and killed on sight. So Wait. they see the Ronin, like they're, they're kind of recruited, yeah, tried to at least. Yeah, this, this, this here is clearly, it feels like a concept that was promptly dropped from additions because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, who are you, a black spiral and a ronin? At that point, I think they're just talking about packless spirals. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if I say that makes no sense. Right, because if you're a ronin, you don't have a tribe. Right. And if you're a spiral, you did the dance and you have a tribe now. Right. So, so again, going back to the, the purebred one. Sure. He was the purebred spiral. He was, he was born under that, but he hasn't danced the spiral. and So he's a ronin to that point. Right. So, yeah. I can see that, and hunted and or recruited. Same thing. Right, at this point. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about that. You know, that's um, a decent chunk of uh, how they get their numbers. Oh, very. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about how there's just an abundance of metas. Right. Certainly. They do their best to kidnap cubs after the first change and bring them, and it doesn't have to be cubs. No, they, they try and steal from everywhere. And right. Every guy in tribe. You think about it this way, right? You get your cub, the kinfetch goes and does his thing, brings back a pack, maybe it's a smaller pack, or maybe there's a larger pack of spirals that are mm-hmm. after this cub, and they go, hey, we can take these guys. Don't kill them, we'll take them home. <laughs> One just turned into a few. Right? Yeah, no, I can see that. I can, I can also see a few of them, like their main job is just, what's the word? Shadow a, uh, a kinfetch. Like, that's your job. You're just shadowing a kinfetch, waiting for him to pick up another one. Well, I feel like that would be Bane work. Oh, You know, a Bane better, that's yeah. just smarter than a kinfetch, which isn't, like, hard to do. <laughs> that is a better point. Okay. Kin, kinfetches, kinfetchi, whatever the plural of kinfetch is, are, are naturally kind of dumb. <laughs> well, the task was one thing, and it's to go get somebody. And they can't always do that right. They get distracted. Which feels like get someone better for the job. But you're but the one who said use the bane rather than the, the spiral. Well, I'm talking about the kin fetch. That's true. Okay. So hopefully that bane's a little smarter then. Well, that would be the idea. Which kind of goes into uh, seeing them, at least, again, with second edition, how the tribal philosophy is, is just a corrupted version of what the Howler's ancient beliefs were kind of comparing the two it's garu and beans were once reflections of each other and it's, it's kind of like they they're doing what they're doing because they believe they're here to help the worm keep balance mm-hmm. we open that can of worms here yeah damn it well done Dom. F- philosophy was something that was important for me 
uh, that we we touched down on. First edition talks about how their their beliefs are. I mean, they're still Garu, but their beliefs are beliefs are very different from other tribes. And the main difference with, between them being that um, they don't believe the worm's evil. To them, they know better. They've looked into the heart of the worm and they've seen the truth. Right. To them, they're the good guys of their own story. Isn't yeah? Isn't everybody? The spirals, yeah, they see them. They're servants of the worm. The worm is a necessary force to contend with the growing strength of the jealous mother Gaia. They believe the worm to be their father. And according to their doctrine, the worm is still the force of balance and is just trying to offset Gaia's unbalancing of the cosmos. And to this end, they think they have to destroy the wild so the weaver can spin a web of balance. To achieve this end, the worm uses its many servants. Now, that is fucking gobbledygook. Yes, it is. But they know better. Run that back and think about what I just said. None of that makes any sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> That's what they believe. But, I mean, like, let's take it apart. And, 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 you know, I know this has changed, and I'm going to look to you in a, in a minute for this, TC, but we, we know this, this philosophy has changed over the editions. But when I, when I said all that, you know, like, I looked at my notes, I read mm-hmm. it from the notes, and they must destroy the wild so the weaver... Can balance out everything else. Well, that, first of all, that's not how that works. But that sounds like some, I think the wild is Gaia shit. Which is. Yeah, I can see that. Which is like, is this your first day? (laughs) The wild isn't Gaia. Give her the wild, nothing is created. Which somehow creates balance (laughs) that the weaver does that somehow couldn't before. Because if the wild's gone, it gives Weaver more chance to spin webs of balance. And step three's profit. Step three profit, yes! <laughs> well done. I mean, right? <laughs> Makes complete sense. Uh, of course it does. <laughs> to them? Uh, yeah, I guess after, you know, eight rounds in the Black Spiral Labyrinth, maybe it does. Like, There's a grand plan. Once you get to Incarnate Stage, then you know all the secrets, but then you're a crab. Got a point. You can't tell people. Or you're a number. Oh, Oh, bummer. That too. Yes. Two two is exactly the number. (laughs) (laughs) It's the loneliest number. (laughs) (laughs) Which is from three, Dog Knight. So, hey. It's the three Bs. (laughs) You had to put the hat on it. So, are you alluding to how their uh, their mentality about how the world is ending has changed? In the, in modern nights, yeah, I am. Um, you know, they they did through the additions, change uh, alter that philosophy, and yeah, um, in in the more modern games, they do hold on to that that idea. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, TZ. That it's already over. Yeah, they they determined that you know, the apocalypse happened back when their tribe fell, and everything else is just kind of bullshit, and they're just dancing on the corpse of the planet already. Like, fuck you, we've already won. <laughs> So we're going to have our fancy cocktail parties and we're going to just do what we want. That's about right. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, are they wrong, though? Yes. Are they? Yes. But it's it's a very clear shift in the philosophy Mm -hmm. behind the Black Spirals themselves. And I mean, there is that victim mentality in there, too, to where it's like, well, it's not our fault. The guys just keep attacking us. It's crazy. I think it was that bit of research that always had me stuck on, well, the apocalypse isn't one major event. Like, it's been going on. 
but yeah. it's that bit of that's, research. Well, that's right the there. thing that you see in first edition too, though, which I keep going back to. I, I bring this up like ad nauseum now. That first edition does mention that there was initially a giant war against the worm, and Gaia won, or the Guru rather, and pushed it back. And so you had centuries of nothing going on. So it could well be that for the spirals, their fall was they lost their giant battle, and everything else is going to kind of keep rolling along and it costs them back and forth. Which is very much um, that, that kind of self-serving mentality doesn't surprise me because look at any of the other tribes. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it's like I could see where they get that from, but and but again, the black spirals are the best tribe that did the best thing, and they ended the Impergium because they never took part. Well, they weren't. How does that? They work? didn't exist yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they have nothing to blame for any of that. I'm a little closet good guys. <laughs> That's why they're the good guys because they weren't part closet of the good guys. Closet, yep. they don't closet take, yep. good guys. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> is, is Porter twitching over there? A little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He is a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But again, I again that's that kind of mentality because you see that right? Like, no, it wasn't us. Well, no, it wasn't you specifically. No, we you weren't alive then. You all fucked this up. We're just going to enjoy it. So right. you, you were a line of blow, but you were called the White Howlers back then, <laughs> and you did participate. So no, it wasn't us. Yeah. It wasn't us. No, it was the other White Howlers. It's crazy. <laughs> it was no. the Grey Howler dancers. Grey <laughs> Howler. I got confused. There's those assholes dirty. behind the other rock. You gotta check the other hell pit. It was the Grey Howlers because their fur's dirty. That's right. <laughs> they crawled through the tunnels and their fur got dirty. Yep. And they got ornery about it. It's just all innocent. It's crazy. But, but on that change of mentality, though, because we were talking about the changing of the camps in 20th edition versus previous editions. Yes. And I kind of wonder, is, is that a change in mentality with the modern wolves or if that's like a complete retcon? Well, that's fair. You know, the interesting thing is in first edition, you didn't get camp information. At all? No. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So really, this becomes an issue between... Mr. Tyson mm-hmm. and uh, MTC. So, so what are we looking at in terms of the camps and the differences? Well, which we finally we're going to get to because we promised. Look yeah. at what's happening right now, everybody. <laughs> Look at their brilliant promises. Uh, as far as second goes, there was only four camps. So I don't know what that means for twentieth. Is there an extra one or two there, TC? There's like twenty camps. No, I believe there's. <laughs> I believe see, you. One, two, three. There's there's four. Is it Cluithy? Genetic no. Irregulars? Nope. Generation Hex? Nope. And the Consultants? Well, no. Tell us about In fact, those. So it's four different ones for 20. So let's, let's do the second edition first then. So the Cluithy, where I guess they were just, uh, just real quick sentences on them, but trying their best at imitating the ancestors of the Howlers, trying to be the Howlers essentially. Okay. Genetic Irregulars. This one was so weird. You and I talked about this for a few minutes. But they're like, they were talking about almost like the Black Spire Dancer Ronin. They were even talking about Bonars in there. So I wonder if it was just like a combination of those who fell, either didn't get to walk the spiral or were being chased or... Well, yeah, I remember uh, in terms of that, that it was... Um... How it was written was a little confusing because it's. I, I feel like they meant that they they're grabbing mm-hmm. their stock from these different factions, from your hillfolk bonars, for example. That's what I was thinking. But they too. put such a focus 
on those outside factions that right. it made it sound as if the whole folk bonars were all secretly spirals. And yes. that's not it shouldn't that, be a Yeah, thing. that's already no. It just it was it was written oddly. It was very you know, exactly. It was written very odd to the point where it makes you think eh, this is probably not what they meant. But then you had Generation Hex, which were a group that watches over kinfolk that just so happened to be on a little bit of the crazy side. Shocking. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you had consultants, which were like the corporate wolves. And those were the most loyal to Pentex. And they were loyal to Pentex even above any local hive. Which kind of spits in the face of most spiral doctrine. Mm-hmm. But we're going to round back to that. Yes, I know. That's why I left that one last. Yeah. But yeah, I figured we'd round back to it. And so we, we now look at the 20 camps. And TC, you want to get started on that? I don't even know if these are actually camps. Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I don't even think they use the word camps in here. I don't think they do. I don't remember them using camps. No, they're just like types of, of spirals. So you've got the aristocratic wolf, which is basically if you want it to be a Dracula, but you want it to be a werewolf instead. They're like high society, you know, if they play with the 1%, have their high rises. Can't um, poor people there. Yep. Yeah. It says here that they shape the herd around them to suit the worm's design. So they're just basically morphing everything to be, I want to call them hedonists, but basically. Like they're, they're reveling in that we should be at the top of all of this sort of attitude. Then you have the corporate wolves, which are your wolves that work for Pentax and, and do corporate nonsense. They're supposed to be in charge of dealing with the spirits around Pentex and everything else that Spirals would do in there. It's kind of where they all fall into. You've got the Big Bad Wolf, which is apparently the majority of the Spirals. They're just the monstrous bastards, the ones who revel in their violence. Okay. And then you've got the Princes of Ruin. Oh, yeah, here, they use the word camp here. Less a camp than a widespread philosophy. The Princes of Ruin maintain that the war for the apocalypse is over and finished. They preach a mantra of self-indulgence, claiming that the dying corpse of the world is now theirs to rule over and treat as they like, or at least it will be, once they mop up the rest of the guru. You see, this is where 20th kind of messed with my brain on Apocalypse. <laughs> I can see that. So yeah. a lot of these camps have like a kind of redundancy to them. Yeah, a little bit. Corporate wolves and big bad wolf. Can blow your house down. Oh, well, now I know. Big well, like wolf. big... What's this say here? Big bad wolves, uh, they focus on the accumulation of power. How is that different from like the aristocratic wolf who's accumulating power and finances just in like the other direction? No, it certainly is redundant, and it's odd that they would have cut the earlier versions. Yeah, they should have just compounded. Right? I don't see why they did yeah, that. I could see them adding with the Kluithi still being there, and when I play Spirals, like in my games... Like, not actually play the spiral, but when I have spirals, I still include the Kluithi because I like that cultural tie. Well, you're a storyteller and you have NPCs, and sometimes bad guys are NPCs. So, so only sometimes. Only, yeah. <laughs> I do like the idea of the aristocratic wolf, though. Like, there's something about that, um, or the arrogance of hanging out in fine society. It's like a, like a dark mirror to the glasswalkers. In fact, I would not be shocked to find that most of the. Um, Aristocratic wolves are former uh, glasswalkers. Well, that certainly tracks. What, what surprises me is when we go through this list and from, from both versions, mm-hmm. right? What, what we're not hearing is anything more spiritually inclined, especially when you consider the, the level of devotion given to the worm by Black Spirals. 
where where's the camp that's set to finding the greater mysteries of the worm or dedicating themselves to freeing the worm from the clutches of the weaver or even a camp that wants to fuck up the weaver for holding their beloved worm captive where where's the one that that, that seeks a greater understanding of banes or to conquer the nexus crawlers or there's this whole spiritual aspect. I mean, we just went over these camps, and the spiritual aspect is is fucking missing. There's yeah. still Garu. And the, the, and there's I guess still the closest that. would be the Cluithi. right? But, but that's not that's not even that close. Where's the quote reverse bane tenders, for example? <laughs> the one, yeah, like dedicated. Yeah, they they want to free these ancient banes or hunt down these lost artifacts or empower the things in the dark or even master them. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that sound like a, a, a very strange omission? Very. Well, that's assuming that they think that there's anything to save with the worm and that the world is worth, like, trying to revive. Because, like, these are, these are spirals that think that the apocalypse has already come and gone and everything's already fucked. So, you know, going off of that mentality, the worm's already in power. It's less that he's captured. Like, I, I'm sure that's the, the mythology they tell themselves. But how many of them really buy that versus paying lip service to it because, again, they've already... Maybe. But then why are the Gaians keep fucking with us? Because <laughs> they're assholes. Yet. Look at them. They're angry all the time. <laughs> but, but certainly there's room for that other, these other mentalities. <laughs> or it's just a broad stroke of that's what the whole tribe does. That's a very broad stroke. I know. It'd be a very broad stroke. But Here's these four camps and 75% of the spirals are big bathrooms. There you go. <laughs> like, wait, what? Right? It's a little off. Yeah, certainly there should be room for more, well, dimension uh-huh. in the fucking tribe. And I'm not saying that a path of redemption, or if you look at it this way, they're really not that bad. I'll, I'll tell you, is, is, a, is a, you know, a lifelong gamer, big surprise. You know, like, I, I love the Metal Gear franchise. Yes. The fucking Metal Gear franchise, forget about it. But you know something that has always driven me nuts from solid on, is that every time you kill a boss, you're treated to a 10-minute fucking monologue about how it wasn't their fault that they're evil. So every single Metal Gear boss is a black spiral? That's what I'm every- talking. You know, it's like, let's. I don't want to... I hate that shit. You could just be a bad guy. It's okay. You don't have to justify it. You know, oh, I was beaten as a kid and they experimented on me because I'm a psychic man. So it's not my fault I tried to kill you. Yeah, it's- no! Close to like what they did with well, that's that's the, the big bad series. wolves. Like the like the big bad wolves. I don't think there's any spirals that really try to justify why they're being good or evil. Rather, it's it's more just they kind of are. But the big bad wolves specifically are like, no, we're fucking monsters, and this is what we do. So we just we eat babies. It's like what? Why? It's <laughs> what we do. It's fucking tender. That's that's the one he went with. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> there it is. I haven't done that in a while. But I'm more concerned about a storyteller aspect at that point. I, I Certainly see the spirals it. are unapologetic. I'm, I'm looking at the storytellers who want to go, no, they're secretly heroes. They're not. Well, they are. Hero- they're, they're, see- no, they're saving the world from itself. Right, by destroying it, but, dumping toxic not, waste. And- this, is, this is classic bad guy motive, right? If the world doesn't exist anymore, then people can't hurt anymore. You can now save people the misery of existence. Well, you want to talk, again, talk about classic bad guy motive, you know, to them, certainly from their standpoint, mm-hmm. yes, they are the heroes and they are doing... The worm's work. Right, and the worm is good, he's misunderstood, and you're a moron. 
I don't get that impression reading the Big Bad Wolves. I keep singling them out because it's it specific specifies that they revel in that shit. I don't get the impression that they give a shit about good or bad. They just want to be fucking monsters. And, and that's fine, but there are other spirals too. <laughs> so to continue a discussion, we have to pretend that <laughs> other spirals exist. <laughs> I think the only one that could be relatively agnostic on would be maybe the corporate wolf because they're just doing the corporate shit. And, and maybe you could go with there of like the whole, it's just a gig thing. But like even the aristocratic wolves, I mean, they're doing everything for their own particular gain and reveling in their power. Like they're using their animal magnetism to attract people to them and maybe they eat them or they bone them. One of the two, you know, either you get dinner or, or you get both. Who knows? It's, it's an early night. It's true. Dinner, dinner, yeah, I mean, entertainment, both. It's the three days. I mean, I mean, these, these camps here, they're, they're pretty, uh, I, I won't call them mundane compared to second editions, but, uh, there's nothing in there really saying that, like, oh, yeah, no, here's our justification for why we do shit. It's like, no, we do shit because we're assholes. And fuck you, we can. I have 10 dots of strength, and so I'm going to flip your car if you don't get the fuck out and come with me to dinner. I don't think that's, that's what they'll say. Like, I'm going to flip your car because I have 10 dots of strength. I would. That's 100% how I would do that. <laughs> I know you would, but... I, I think you would be a liability <laughs> to the hive, my friend. But <laughs> No, see, it's fine, because if you don't intend for them to live afterwards, it doesn't matter. Tell them whatever. You just... You get monologue to them the entire time during dinner, and as they look at you nervously, you know, as soon as you get back in the alley, you just eat them. And I mean, look, that's a way to play it, but that's not the only way to play it. <laughs> and I mean, Jesus Christ, man. We're talking about getting out of Cardboard Town. That's not where we want to be. Oh, uh, fine. Try as you might. It's like I bring up with the different aspects and the potential that isn't there, that isn't listed. Mm-hmm. More rounded fucking characters... There's room for your, your mindless red shirts. I, I, I mean, there is. Always. But that, when we're talking spirals, I think that's a, a gross misuse of, of great antagonists. Yeah. You know, that's, why that, that's why we wanted to dip into the philosophy and how it changes in, in those mentalities. Because understanding the motivation of your enemy helps you create, as a storyteller, helps you create a more well-rounded and more dangerous enemy. Yeah, you can go, oh, well, he's crazy, so he's drooling and he just fights. And that's fine for that guy. That's fine for Leroy the Spiral. But for, for the other four members of that pack, or six members of that pack, or for the other two or three packs around him, you need more depth. And I mean, not always. Some, you know, sometimes you just need a battle scene. What, what if we meet in the middle, and we talk about corporate wolves doing Pentex first team stuff? Well, I think that's a fine segue into Pentex. And, and their role in spiral society. Oh, yeah. I oh, see. I, I always got the impression that the, the Pentex spirals don't really mesh with the other spirals. I see why, but like, you got to think of how many of Pentex employees are spirals. And I'm not talking about employees like a grunt worker because they can use them anywhere. Okay. I mean, even as far as hiring them to do a, a B&E. Well, I, I think, um, and here, here becomes, there's, there's a little bit of a, a problem here. Maybe not a problem, but mm-hmm. uh, a disconnect. Because Pentex believes that the spirals work for them. Right. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. Okay. And that's cute that Pentex thinks that. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is Pentex serves the worm. Mm-hmm. Pentex is a tool that the spirals use. Let, let them think it. Right. We'll go along with it, but, you know. I mean, it's a bit of an Ouroboros there, you know, the snake eating its own tail, because, it, you know, it's that cycle of, nah, you work for me, now nah, you work for me. Everyone thinks they're pulling one over on everybody else, and that's a fun time. 
But I mean, you do have a spiral spiral presence throughout Pentex to different levels, um, up to and including the board. They work the mailroom, right? <laughs> well, well you know, yeah, they say they they even have like several who live modern life, and they enjoy like the employee discounts. That's super weird. That is really weird. See, I don't see that. I don't see. I'm only reading what it was written down. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, fine. So, so consider this. Consider this, right? I mean, you've got the Guru Nation where they have to uphold the veil. They can't go out in public. You know, they're constantly like a hair's breadth away from pissing off and punching the waitress. So here you have these corporate wolves or, or, you know, the spirals that work for Pentex. And everyone knows they work for Pentex and they've got their Pentex apartment complex and everyone there is obviously tainted or Ferrari or whatever the fuck. And they can be normal there. There, There's a draw. Quotations and normal, but yeah. It's relative, certainly. But, you know, also it's, it's important to keep in mind that there isn't a compound with a giant P on the side of it. Right. With a Pentex logo. Because that's not There's how not that... Pentex high-rises? No. Those don't exist? Nope. Oh. I mean, there are high-rises certainly that Pentex owns, but, but you're not going to find Pentex... Sta- I, know, I know the art contradicts this shit a lot. A little bit. Uh, but but, but the, the, the words yeah. are, are clear. You know, you're, you're not... Despite the fact that White Wolf made one back in the day, mm-hmm. and I had a friend who had one, there isn't a Pentex polo shirt. There's no Pentex stationery. So you're saying no I didn't Pentex stay trucks. at the Pentex for five nights at $107 a night? That's correct. You might have uh, stayed at the um, Holiday Inn, which is owned ultimately by Pentax. Right. But that logo's not showing up on the street, man. Though, at this, and at the same time, I have a hard time when we, we go back. I want to go back to that mailroom because I have a hard time seeing, you know, Dethragarak working down in the mailroom with Charlie Day talking about Pepe Sylvia. I, I, I don't see him not just breaking Charlie's neck. He's still Garo. He still has rage. Yeah, I get it. And he's a spiral, so he certainly doesn't give a shit. Right. But He's pissed off he's working in the mail room. Certainly. And I, and I think at that point, it's maybe you do have very isolated examples of that, mm-hmm. which are isolated because of that exact fucking problem. Agreed. You have plenty of people who aren't worm-tainted to any significant degree, mm-hmm. who are just fucking working there. You know, Charlie. What if just they did it as like a, a punishment home. for fucking up a mission? Like your alpha like, saw you fuck something off really bad. It's so like now you get to go work the mailroom. I mean, maybe I can see that. Yeah, but when you're, the rage just get, you got to go push paper. But then, but again, then at this point, when he does snap Charlie's neck, this is now a problem that has to be covered up. Mm-hmm. This is trouble. It it attracts attention. Attention is not a thing that Pentex is interested in. Which is why you bring up the fact that you're not seeing their name everywhere. Right. Now that said, there, you know, there are, there, are, there are spirals on the board. We have um, Mike Dragon's Wrath, who was promoted to the board in 20. And I mean, in fact, he was running for those elections with a pack made of his. So at one point, there were two of them. There, there was. That was a fun, a fun little voting exchange on the forums. Because I was big on the forums during that time. And I think, what's her name? Ash. She, she was right up there as far as getting on the board. I, I can't remember how close it was to having spirals. But the two of them were, were right the hell up there. And she had, something happened in her life that she couldn't participate anymore. And she had to bow out. And so that they added her in there as his second of his pack. I, I greatly appreciated that. It's like, you know what? Really cool on you guys. She, she was really popular. People liked her a lot. Like, as a person, like, the player for the character was really chill. 
So that's really cool. I mean, and that's, yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, both her and and uh, Mike Dragons with uh, the player of Mike Dragons Wrath. You know, that would be. I would love to get a chance to talk to them to hear about that process and you know to hear about all that. Hell yeah! I think that'd be super cool. So if the player of it Mike was like Dragons Wrath is listening, or or Ash, which is Ash uh, Perales, I believe. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Would love to hear from them. Definitely, that'd be, that'd be fucking cool. <laughs> Rage Across Podcast at gmail.com or hit us on our Discord. There's a contact thing on the website. There's the forums. There's ways to get a hold of us. But sorry, you were saying, TC. Yeah, no, so they had an entire, like, sort of in-character campaign thing on the forums, too. So everyone's character that was getting voted on to get put into it, and I, th- I think there were quite a few. I'd entertain the idea, but I didn't have anything wrote up that would be near as near anything of what was already going on there. <laughs> and these two had, like, established characters already. But obviously, I would have gone spiral. But, uh, yeah, these, these two had established characters already with the history and things that they were doing. And uh, I think Mike's promise was just basically to make shit worse for everyone. Because people are talking about, like, one of the campaign promises from people was like, oh, we're going to make everything better for Pentax employees. We're going to do all this shit, and we're going to alleviate these problems and cure this issue in the world. He's like, no, fuck this noise. We're going we're gonna to increase human population. Fucking let them breathe. Make it worse. We're going to bleed the system more. Like, his whole plan was just like, look, everything's going great for us already. We're just going to make it more. I was like, fuck, that's brilliant. I, I remember reading up on him, at least in the, the Worm 20. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he seems loyal to, to Zettlerd and, you know, rushing. But um, he hated Chase Lamont and thought, uh, what's his name, Francesco, just sucked. And his ultimate goal was to kill off the board and install his pack in their place. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Right. And I kind of think that's a little bit awesome and a bit of a total fucking disaster if he would have been able to do it. Uh, or if he is able to do it, because who the fuck knows what the future holds. Right. But yeah, it's, it would cause some problems. Sure. Would it be worth it? Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. And I mean, I think that that comes to... And this is not a Pentex episode. No, we're not doing it. We already did that. Yeah, it, it, it's just that, you know, they do have a very close relationship and they're a valuable resource for the Spirals mm-hmm. because it's a, a window to the human world. There's a lot of money there. There's a lot of resources they can get. Even, you know, with first teams, extra muscle they can throw around. You think about the war in the Amazon. Look at how much manpower they don't have to spend in the Amazon when they can throw some fucking bulldozers and a bunch of first teams and fucking mercenaries and just have them go out in the woods and play in the woods. I'm calling it the woods. And, and play Rambo. So, staying away from the corporate part of it now and back out in the woods, if you will. The woods. The woods. Or the pits. Where they keep the rainforest. Yeah, they keep it in the woods. They keep it in the woods. But, I mean, there's a great example. Mm-hmm. And... I think I mentioned it the last episode, but, you know, we didn't have the foresight to fucking re-listen before we recorded this one. Of course not. Why would we do that? <laughs> fucking none of us. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're based on the urge they follow or the totem they follow. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of that spirals do. I mean, there was the pack, and I wish to shit I could remember the book that it came from. I believe it was a storyteller's guide. But I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe 50% on that. So I don't... You don't want to quote it. It's fine. Right. But there's a pack out there dedicated to create, recreating in the world a lot of these urban legend horror stories. You know, like oh. waking up in the bathtub without a kidney, 
or the, you know, I was using the, the paper towel dispenser in the public restroom and got stuck by a needle and now I have AIDS. Oh. And, you know, those, those kind of fucking horror stories you urban, hear. Yeah, yeah those are the myths. That they're dedicated to making those happen and they just travel the fucking country. Oh, mm. That's nuts. Yeah. And it would just be, at that point, just spreading the fear. Yeah. It, I mean, making it real. Just that's kind of cool. Making the world a shittier place, helping, you know. I mean... I say cool, but like no, yeah, definitely no, no shitty. shitty. Yeah, from like a villain right. standpoint. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, meta perspective. <laughs> well, no. Again, from a from a standpoint like, of a game right. from antagonist. We're here talking about Black Spiral, so my perspective is Black Spiral. Right? Yeah, like so we're not endorsing the behavior. I, I, we're not going. Hey, what do we need to do? Guidance, <laughs> guidance over the right place. Now. You know, come on. And that's that was the the line we're trying to toe here. So guidance are bad right now. Come on. Sure. <laughs> Pro spiral. Great. Great. Gross. You know, something I would actually, something I would like to talk about is pits. Okay. Not, uh, but like spiral pits. Yeah, spiral oh, pits. Yeah. It's not stinky pits. Well, we, exactly. we made the dis- uh, distinction to the hives and pits and the, you know, comparisons of seps and cairns. Right. And to, to recap that real quick, the pit is like the cairn, the mm-hmm. hive is the sept. But it, it's interesting to me is that they vary greatly. Most are. You know, hell holes full of toxic waste and like <laughs> fucking balefire pyres and summer quiet labyrinth tunnel systems of solid rock. Mm-hmm. There are some that are actually on the surface going back to that high rise TC that you brought up. There are some that uh, both above and below ground that have like furnishings and electricity where they just like underground, they just tap into the fucking grid and you could find like that pit's kitchen. Like, Weird. use the microwave in your underground goddamn bunker. That high-rise he's talking about is also in 20. There was one in New York. They took over a glass uh, The water. Nameless Tower, yeah. The nameless Tower. Yes. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which is, I think, a super rad concept. It really is. That no one knows that it was taken over. It just... Happened and, and like it's and weird. Jijak's there, so yeah, it's like it's. Which oh, is, is there? Is she there? It said it in twenty that she, she moved is. in. <laughs> moved so she in. left grandma. She moved in in twenty. That's weird because of course you look through the Cairn book and they talk about the mm-hmm. black spiral Cairn, which is grandma. It's which is in the belly of a thunderworm. That's even cooler. See, grandma, get yeah, it? Yeah, no, I got it. That's why it's like, that's even cooler of an idea. That was their base of operations and revised. I'm pretty sure. Probably, I mean, it was in second edition, and they didn't. There wasn't a revised Book of the Worm, so we just assume that that holds up for both. But yeah, that's that's significant. I didn't realize that she had yeah. left Grandma. I was shocked when I was reading. I was like, "Wow, really?" She did not realize she was moving in so close to the Sept of the Green. That has heavier implications. It's mm-hmm. kind of where I was going with it. Yeah. If I were to speculate, and I don't, I don't wanna, and I don't like what I'm about to say. But that tells me that there's a there's a likelihood that in the gap between revised and five, Central Park falls. Probably. Yeah. You don't put Zhijack Kid. that close and have nothing come of it. Well, is that a thing that's gonna happen Ooh. in apocalyptic record? I don't know. <sighs> that's a thing we haven't even mentioned in like a long time. Wow, that, that implication there that's that's heavy. I, I hate, see, I hate that idea. Don't mess with Mother Larissa. Come on. That's heavy. Mother Larissa could take zigzag. No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. 
She can barely walk. And, and then that's the thing, too, is, you know, 20, 20, 30 years, I don't know if Larissa makes it at all. She was like 108 in second edition. <laughs> no, right. seriously. I know, that's why I'm laughing. I, I don't see her making another 30 years. Mm. That's mm. fucking heartbreaking. A little bit. I mean, that, that's a different episode, but yeah, the, the number of lore characters that we're likely to lose and have not be replaced. Mm-hmm. I want to see if Albrecht is dead or if he's gone insane, because it'll have been over seven years. I would imagine insane. I, I, I don't know what I'd rather have. Well, I mean, you're not a huge fan of Albrecht already, but... Well, I'm not a huge fan of Albrecht, and wow, this is related, but fucking... Hi, guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, that's what we do. We'll, we'll get past it soon, maybe. <laughs> My problem with Albert is always that he had main character syndrome. Mm-hmm. He was a neutral fucking mask. You know, he was like, oh, I'm, I don't do things by the rules. I make my own way. Look at me in my trench coat and, <laughs> and I smoke cigarettes because that's cool at the time. Hey, it was the it's a like fucking gambit. He's the he's, gambit of the Yeah, <laughs> he's just a collection of cliches from the time to make him look cool. Yeah. There wasn't a character there. He was fucking cardboard town. You know, he was main character. Fucking, I need more than that. That's not good enough for me. So what if he's insane? See, that's, I would be down with that. Because, you know, now we're, we're expanding on who he is and adding depth to him. Yeah, plus the seven years of what he did, and then... Right. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more depth to him that way. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. that's, that's up to whoever's writing it, so fucking hopefully. And if you're listening, please take the time to flesh that shit out. Because well, Bill Bridges per- wrote the last book with Albrecht in it. Okay. So that, that, there's adventures that happened. He, he doesn't change Albrecht's character at all. He's still Albrecht. But, yeah. I mean, he did fight a uh, Nexus crawler that could unmake the world. Well, I mean, I suppose that's true. And, I mean, look, you know, the, the character historically, his, his accomplishments, absolutely. I'm not denying, I mean, you, you can't deny those. It, it's right. written, it happened. written it's down. right here. What the you know? <laughs> I'm just saying that as a character, as a, as a person, mm-hmm. he lived in Cardboard Town. It's not totally relevant. It is. Well, I guess we, I guess we can make it relevant true. to the episode when we talk about using spirals in the games, which I know we touched down on a bit. Mm-hmm. But again, that idea of, yeah, you, you have your room for your, your crazy ones or your, I hate to say red shirt spirals, but there's going to be some of those where you just need fodder. Yeah. Which you, you still you want to use carefully because you remember that a Garu can do, a spiral can do everything that a guy in Garu can do. Impossibly. Oh, I can, I, I can come up with something really, really rad. Tom, you, you went through 20. Uh, how do you feel about the Seekers of the Ancients? Oh, right. I might have missed that one. So it almost reads like a separate camp. And it's this, uh, it, it's something that I feel kind of, I don't, it's got very Forsaken vibes to me, is maybe why I like glommed onto it. Mm. But, uh, mm. oh, well, the, that's our time so for the, the show. <laughs> no, so, Just so the spirals are looking for ancient spirits. Like, we're talking spirits like the spirit of the volcano in Yellowstone. Ooh, good, good uh, reference. So you've got, you've got two different ideologies for them. Now, one of them is kind of act like druids, and then there's the other ones that act like shamans. So what is it? First sect acts like dark druids of the land, seeking to confer with the atmosphere and geomancy surrounding the ancients. So they don't like extol the spirit, but call upon its elements. And the second sect act like shaman, or shamans, risking thraldom and insanity to commune with unthinkable spirits and gain insight directly. So you've got these groups of spirals that are going out in the world and trying to wake up shit like the spirit of the Pacific Ocean. And to what end? It doesn't say. Like they don't touch on it any deeper than that they're just looking for it. And I, 
I hope nobody's listening, but I, well, then no, people, people should listen a lot. I hope specific people are listening because I would love to run a game where the end goal of the spirals isn't to just throw themselves at you until they die, but they're going to cause the Yellowstone volcano to erupt and kill everybody. See, and, and not only do I totally dig what you're saying, but, but it also reminds me of um, something that some, someone, I forget who it was, someone said earlier talking about uh, variety in the camps of spirals. I don't mm. remember who said it, but uh, it was, he was very insightful and uh, definitely someone that should be listened to and probably like given a bunch of free shit. I feel like that's just, I don't remember who it was, but the caliber of person. I feel like if you wanted to write, like send blank checks into, mm. that, would, that would be the kind of person you would want to do that. <laughs> but whoever that total badass was I don't was talking know about something a more uh, spiritual side, you know, like shaman or druids looking for those ancient spirits. So that's that's right in line. Well, here's the thing: this isn't this isn't in the section with the rest of the camps. This no, it is... wasn't. It's way down. Oh, yeah, I remember briefly reading it. I didn't write anything down about it though. Well, I mean, and that's fair because well, it's like a throwaway edition. comment. Yeah. So. You know, there that is too. Like this wasn't a trap. I, I, I fucking stayed on first edition. <laughs> no, it's it's literally it's crazy, like one or two one or, one or two sections. It's not even like a full page. It's just kind of there, and then it, it never comes up again. And see, like it should because that's interesting shit. Because again, it's like you talk about instead of just throwing themselves at Gaians, they have shit. You know, like everybody else, like every other NPC that you create, they have shit to do. They have shit to do with their day. They should be up to something. If the worm is father, don't you want dad not to be captured by the weaver anymore? Hmm. That seems weird mm-hmm. that you're so devoted to him, but don't want to, like, unleash the fucking Kraken that is the, the goddamn heads of the Hydra. I know those are two completely different <laughs> things, but I wanted to say release the Kraken. Incidentally, they could be looking for the Kraken. They could be. Hey, that's a possibility, sure. You know, what about uh, freeing up the Storm Eater? Or oh fuck that! Conjuring something similar. How Trying about to get the eater souls back? Right, they, there should well, be think... plots and plans. Yeah, the eater, <laughs> the eater souls is tied to the croaton, though, isn't it? So like, hmm. Oh, that they're trying like the, to figure the... out a way to still. Yeah, to, like, I mean, if they can get a way to awaken, why not? And something. hey, if we've already won the apocalypse, mm-hmm. shouldn't we hurry this along? So that Papa Worm can do what he's supposed to do, because there's still ground here. There's <laughs> shit that ain't devoured, and also fuck the Gaians. So right, I mean we we had a chronicle. Yeah, do we uh, bring it up? Well, I in so far as we had a chronicle that was based around the Spirals plot to awaken something. Okay, yeah, we can a little bit. That's of it. as far as you know. It's as far as I'll take it. And it was supposed to be a longer fucking chronicle. Thanks, thanks, Beerbug, but. You think about that. It's they had shit to do. They're working on something. There's a goal. There's a plan. Not just boom, board murder. Well, how powerful does a spiral pack become if they've got something as ancient as like the Pacific Ocean behind them? Can you even fight that? Well, that's a perfectly fair question. And I mean, the answer becomes yes, and then becomes how. And so, like, I think to um, what was it? She cries ice. Who petitioned Rorg to send down the asteroid that sealed oh. the Narthless? So certainly, that's kind of the way you would be doing that. And while we're on the subject, there's the talons of the worm. Right. Mm. How about freeing those? 
Which we yeah, what about the packs that are there to free up Talons of the Worm? Or to, to go with back to the, uh, the philosophy of the tribe, how about those who want to, and I'm using quotes here, using air quotes, mm-hmm. who want to save their Garu cousins by showing them the light and getting them <laughs> to turn away for their idiot quest to preserve Gaia's corpse. We're all family. We're all Garu. Yeah, Come well. with me, dance the spiral, and see the truth. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Because, again, a black spiral, the average spiral, shouldn't. All right? Shouldn't wake up and go, Woo, I'm crazy and wrong. What am I going to do today? Yep. And it's Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. And it's, it's, it's a way I've been trying to, to bring this up, because what I, you know, I found it hilarious and kind of interesting about their moots. And now that you're saying all this, this kind of makes sense. So it's easy to segue this. Wouldn't do it. Because with their moots, they're uh, usually underground, obviously. But, like, there's also a lot of worm spirits in attendance. And there's also, there's always three leaders that are representatives, if you will, of the heads of the Hydra. Now, it's a very chaotic moot. Not a whole lot gets done. And the only time anyone's focused on one thing is when they're dealing out punishments. And then everyone's focusing on the punishment because of how, fuck yeah, that guy deserved it. You gotta beat that ass, man. That's a community effort. Right, but like, <laughs> in, in Worm 2nd Edition, they fairly... That's a sentence. <laughs> they, they straight up say that, like, these moots are largely pointless because the three leaders are the only ones really ones discussing the plans and what they need to be doing. Everyone else is just doing whatever. So that's how it ends, is their version of the rebel. But, like, without the three leaders, nothing would get done. Hmm. And it kind of rolls on to that point. You're saying, like, why aren't they getting done? And maybe that's it. Well, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the changes in camps and the changes in mentality of the spirals with 20th. And... I, I wonder if that's just the nature of the way they were written up back in the day. Because I see, like, aristocraticals being able to sit down and have a meeting. Well, uh, certainly. And, I mean, that's the thing is that, yes, the spirals are crazy. Mm-hmm. But crazy is a relative thing, and crazy comes in layers and levels. Yeah, I was going to say levels. It's like an onion. It is. It's very, it's very much an onion. It's the onion of crazy. The crunion. Oh, I like it. Right? <laughs> so, when, when you look to the crunion... You have, you have those that are completely functional, that, that are, are sick perhaps in a psychotic way. Oh. You know, we're, we're going to um, Christian Bale and American Psycho, maybe. Ooh. Good reference. Yeah, Thank that's a crazy you. one, yeah. Versus um, the guy in the straight jacket, or, or the dude in the cell next to Lecter in Silence of the Lamps. Another good reference. That's, that's two different types of crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, there are, I, there are plenty of spirals who could sit there and hold that meeting and can, you know, can't breathe poor people there and, you know, oh, this isn't a champagne flute, you idiot, get me the correct, you know, fucking <laughs> accoutrement for my levations. But, um... Backhands you with a crinos hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Peasants? And maybe, maybe, you know, and that guy maybe cracks that waiter's neck. Mm. That's how the Silver Fangs fall. They get to see one of these parties and they're like, fuck, this is high living. They're giving away monocles at the fucking... At the, at the door. Right at the door, yeah. Yeah. Fancy. But if you're a Silver Fang, you're extra special. You get to sit in the, the VIP lounge. But see, there you go. You know, there's, I think there's room for, for that 
And, and it's important that you have those types of characters because, you know, it's not, it, it's the same thing as when people ask us and we hear this stuff a lot, like how yeah. does a Fianna do X which, or how does a Bonar do Y, which is a subject. Right. But it's also coming up. Yeah, exactly. That we're going to talk about in the near future, I believe. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> well, maybe to put their moot into, into more perspective for them, because it's less of them not getting anything done and being insane. And more, maybe they treat their moods more like raves because so much of their life is on the job all the time, and their mood is their chance to cut loose. And see, this is the thing: is, is I think there's definitely a, there's room for that. But look, I never, I don't remember ever seeing it written somewhere. But let's look at what this game is, and mm-hmm. let's look at the world. The Black Spiral Dancers came from the White Hollows. Yes, we all know that. That was the beginning of their culture, and they still hold on to that. Yes, and and I'll go I'll go back into that in a minute because uh, I want to talk more about some other aspects there. But they also, as we know, recruit <laughs> forcibly or not, yeah. where and whenever they can. Which means, yes, they are just one tribe, but they don't have just one tribal heritage. Should have all of them at that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's Bonars and Children of Gaia and Geta Fenris and Windigo and Actena and Silver Fang, Silent Striders. Give it a name. Every nation, every tribe in the nation. Someone has fallen to the worm. Right. In his dance. Those, yeah, those bloodlines are all there. Which means, while it is one tribe, it's not necessarily one tribal culture. But at the same time, it, it does mention that when they dance, they kind of drop most of that culture. Most. I'll say most. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that Jeffrey uh, Lawrenson, I don't, who the fuck is that? Someone you just made up. Yeah, where did, where, where did our Barnabas go? I don't remember. But, <laughs> you know, who used to be a glass walker, he doesn't stop wanting a fucking bar in his office, or his office for that matter, True. just because he danced the spiral. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you do have those moods that are like raves. Maybe you have the ones that are more like business meetings, depending on where in the country or the world for that matter. Very much. What kind of pit are we talking about? You know, I, I don't think there, is, there should be a official company line, if you will, that the spirals tow with that kind of thing because of the hodgepodge patchwork fucking nature of their tribe. And this can also help to give you more variety. Oh, big time. When dealing with spirals. Some interesting stories would be told around that move. Random thought. So when the Croatan all disappear because the Eater of Souls takes them, right, or that's part of the sacrifice, mm-hmm. any Croatan that fell to the spirals, would that whole lineage be gone? Running with that premise. Maybe they would, but those family lines are, are now looked at as legend. Mm. You know, they tell the stories of because they were nobly sacrificed to the Eater of Souls. Yep. Well, I can see that. Right, yeah, and put they that... look to recruit, quote-unquote, those first. Because, again, they would groom those to be the legendary Well, if the line's gone, the line's gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now there's a statue of this guy who was, like, fucking nobody except he happened to be related to, so, you know, got fucked off when the Eater of Souls went down. <laughs> but I see them becoming hero status by nature of that lineage. And they look to that kinfolk. Maybe the kinfolk that are related, they, they start looking towards those even closer. They, I mean, if we're going with the premise that the family line was taken out, there wouldn't be any kinfolk, right? It's a, yeah, I thought. I mean, if the kinfolk like, somehow survived, then absolutely. 
Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking that way. Yeah, no, it was like the kinfolk survive and stuff, but the whole like the spiritual guru nature of the lineage just kind of stops. That that goes back to the Croton episode. The whole thing was kind of it's really weird. Like it just ends. Yeah, when but I don't know that the worm wouldn't finagle a way to stop that. Like, does dancing the spiral override that? It's. I mean, at this point, it's all speculation. I, but... A little bit, but no. I, I mean, I think so because let's let's look at it this way. I mean, number one, you can't have more than one totem at once. I mean, certainly a tribal and pack, and that's as far as it goes. Right, but you know, you can't have a personal totem and a pack totem. Right, you can't have two tribal totems. If you're fucking, your father was a Getafenris and your mother was a Black Fury, you don't have Pegafenris. Mm. That's not your totem. That would be awesome, though. It'd be super. Fenris weird. with horns. That's unicorn. This is Fenris with wings <laughs> and hooves. Because why not? Because why not? Because <laughs> why not? But yeah, you know, <laughs> you have a silver fang who ends up dancing the spiral. It's not like Falcon is still watching over him. No. Falcon's done. Right? Falcon fucks off, gets another monocle. But. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think at that point, maybe, maybe that. Those Croton who may have fallen to the worm are, are exempt from that because. Which I think, yeah, would give them a more desirable bloodline. Alternatively, there is, and I don't buy this for a fucking second. I call like the highest regards of bullshit. Okay. But what croton that fell to the worm? Oh. Yeah. There's that line of thought out there. Seriously. Before the worm comers came along, all the pure ones tribes were perfect. No. There was no wormishness at all. I called all of the bullshit. Yeah. But we're addressing it there, I just did. Only barely. <laughs> What ones who fell to the... No. Shut up. Yeah. They all fall. <laughs> and they all float down here. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, welcome to the show. <laughs> I need a new Wild West book. That's, That'll cover specifically that. I'd be down with that. That's a future episode. Yeah. That is coming. I know. To a theater near you. <laughs> you Quite possibly. Daddy says it like he's scared. I, I know. Oh, no, I'm excited. <laughs> we're all excited to do the Wild West episode. Yeah, no, I'm kind of I, I love the Wild West book. That, that's not related to anything we're talking about now, though, but... Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? How dare us. Guys, we have... Off topic a, again? Stop it. We have a, a schedule to stick to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go back to the pits, though. The tunnel network mm-hmm. is just so much larger than I think people realize. Is like the, the the tunnel network from between from hive to hive that goes across the fucking globe. So it's like a well, giant well, ant farm. Follow up on that: Is it kind actually of. tunnels, or is it moon bridges that are tunnels? Like they're they're not moon bridges, but are no, they? No, it's worm it's bridges. It's actual tunnels, some of which are also mazes, labyrinths that lead to nowhere, and some are booby trapped. Uh, you know, they talk about how in order to successfully navigate. You, you you kind of have to, uh, like, no Pictish. <laughs> like, they go back with it. It's very important. Um, you know, they, they keep members, like, the oldest and youngest, usually, to patrol and maintain the tunnels. Oldest and youngest because they're the ones least likely to be able to fight? I guess the least useful. Okay. Yeah. You know, but yeah, they, they keep Pictish glyphs, like, as directions through these tunnels. 
And again, I mean, this is all according to first edition. Right. You know, are, so, are these the glyphs that hurt your brain when you stare at them? Quite possibly. Oh, yeah, probably. It's, it's one of the booby traps. It's, it's because of that that, you know, we talk, or I talked earlier about their, their deep, they're tracing their hair, their pride in their lineage, and tracing their shit back. Because, you know, almost all black spirals end up learning the tongue and, and writing of their ancestors for that very reason. To help navigate these tunnels and, and also to keep other people who can't the fuck out. In which, again, makes sense why you would say stuff like dead ends and booby traps. So they would know. Yeah. And I mean, that all comes wouldn't you, from... Wouldn't you want them in there anyway? Like, every new wolf that falls into these little pits is now your best friend. No, I mean, what about the, the Fiano War Party? You know what? They can dance the spiral like everybody else. More friends. Well, I think, uh, I think the idea is to not have them march down on where you're fucking sleeping. And this whole practice comes back from the original Black Spirals, who were, at the time, so few in number, and had the rest of the nation gunning for their asses as, you know, at least the ones that knew they existed. So that's how this whole tunneling thing started, is to travel underground to keep a low profile, to find a place and a way to build their numbers and stay hidden. Oh, that's cool. And not get wiped the fuck out, because, honestly, they really easily could have had they come back from the Temple Obscura, uh-huh. marched their asses back home, and stayed in the same goddamn cairns. Right. Oh, yeah. Spirals in Dark Ages are supposed to be uh, very, very rare, and then the ones that you do see are supposed to be ultra cunning. Like, the only ones on the surface are the ones that are smart enough to, like, manipulate the church itself. Hmm. See, and there you go. Which, the genesis of the fucking tunnels, and why they're still used today. Good lord. Yeah. I don't know why I thought they were, like, moon bridges, though. I guess maybe the idea of moving from cairn to cairn via tunnels the travel time must be stupid in, in while we're dissecting that the construction of those things probably aren't the best i mean apparently yeah, i mean mileage will vary but i mean if they've if there's intricate enough to include places like kitchens and shit where they're tapping into the grid and booby traps and like living quarters and you know i mean like danny said like an, like a fucking ant farm mm-hmm I think it's one of these things that maybe you don't think too hard about it. Yeah, you just... It's going to hurt your brain trying to do it. Yeah, I think the answer is let this happen. This is a game where we're werewolves. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. So not my favorite answer, but I think... You got kitchens and stuff, so you got your little hotels. You know? You're trying to make your way to the next pit. You know, and I mean, that also says a lot for hive-to-hive relations. Because... Yeah, they're all connected. You have to... You have to be a good neighbor... When, you know, like, I can't get to where I need to be without going through here. Well, do they have interhive warfare like the Guru Nation does? Uh, it's possible, but not... Again, they, it's important they try to be good neighbors. Well, that's part of their litany, right? I'm not looking at those notes right now, but I believe so, yeah. Like a good neighbor. Beware the territory of another, that's what it is. Yeah, but if they're all connected, isn't, doesn't that make it all one big territory? Nah. Well, they've all, they've all got a unified enemy. It's not like the Geta Fenris hate the Black Furies because fuck you, but they also hate the Worm. It's they all hate everybody. But also by that, by that logic, Danny... Um, it was a joke, but yes. No, no, no. Your place now belongs to me because they're connected via paved road. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get my TV from your living room later. <laughs> uh, we're doing so that, that one again. Got it. Rage Across Hive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gross... Maybe. Speaking of Ridge Cross Hive, no gross. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say what's happening. <laughs> Something um, 
that I thought was a, a noteworthy, you know, is and it's a, something, it's an important chamber within every fucking pit. Okay. Is is the wormhole? The wormhole. Yes. W Y. Yeah. Yeah. It it's it's a a powerful gaping wormhole that is filled with a not it's filled with a bane, but instead a small glowing pit to an otherwise empty chamber. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a hole that leads to another. Mm-hmm. That pit, that secondary pit, is the totem hole. So it's okay. holes within holes. All right. Where um, obviously the totem hole is where that hive's totem. You know, the bane is bound to that spot to become the hive's totem. Okay. <laughs> and is is strong enough to manifest should the occasion need. Oh. Yeah. Which is maybe why they keep it. In a room of a room of a room. Right. I'm waiting for the third hole, so we have the three holes. Well, kind of an asshole. All right. There it goes. (laughs) Me me too. There's three of us. (laughs) Wormhole, totem hole, asshole? Yep. Okay. I mean, a pit's kind of a hole, right? That's another word for it. (laughs) You know what you want from me? Here we go. Yep. I'm an asshole. Let's see, there you go. But no, I thought that was interesting that, the, you know, they had a dedicated spot where they bind the bane there. And I thought that language was kind of important. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at a guy in Cairn and the totem blesses it and offers protection and is there not by force, but by choice. You say binding and there's an implication. I was going to say, there's the, you know, you implied that you're forcibly keeping it there. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's the whole reason I brought it up. Which mean is it even offering anything for it? Well, I think I think it must because they. I mean, they did talk, and again, this is first edition stuff, so maybe the language is a little, or the mm-hmm. concept, of course, evolves or changes in time. But I don't remember even seeing it in, in second, so I'm not going to pretend. That's fair, but you know, I, I think maybe it becomes a do it or I'll fucking slap you kind of situation. Mm. You know, it rubs the lotion on its skin. It's probably a better <laughs> reference. <laughs> Where I fucking slap you. <laughs> I, I see it though. Like you're you're stuck here. You might as well be giving me what I want. And if you don't, we're, we're it's gonna get worse yeah. for you. Bunch of assholes. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's the asshole part. There you go. And I mean, I think I think we've got a lot of really good information between all these books, which um, I, I think is why we don't need a Black Spiral Tribe book. Well, th- you have them in the books of the worm. And, and that's exactly my point. You look, you, p- you pick up an edition of Book of the Worm, and each, each one has a chapter on the Black Spiral Dancers, and I believe each edition of the book calls that chapter the Black Spiral Dancer Tribe book. So, and, and it's good knowledge. It's, it's good information through yeah, all of it. No one's so, saying it's not good knowledge. It's, it's awesome knowledge. And we have so many of them. And that, that's my point. There are more, quote, Black Spiral Tribe books than there are Guy and Garu Tribe books. But what, what do you need for a Black Spiral Tribe book that's not already present? Like, for the people that would want to play Spirals, because it's going to happen regardless of what we say. Right. So, like, what, what would you need to warrant the resources to be put into that? You have all the gifts, all the you, rituals spread across all the books. You and, don't. You know, so far, yeah. first to 20th is all largely compatible. Yeah, you have everything you, don't you need. You need the book because it's already out there. That's my point. You know, I know a lot of people, 
There's a lot of debate about that subject, mm -hmm. about the Black Spiral Tribe. So, of course, we got to yeah, touch down is, on yeah, it. Where is the Black Spiral Tribe book? You have three of them. There's three of them. For me, I think I'm against it because, you know, not from a moral standpoint, because this is fiction and we all know, we should all know the difference. Right. And we can, at our individual tables, know where to set the fucking lines and all that shit. But, yeah, my issue is that we, we only have two tribe books for your guy and tribes. If you want to play a child of Gaia, it's either the first, the first, the second edition book, which is all of those are mm -hmm. kind of lackluster, mm -hmm. or the revised book, which is objectively awful. There's not a good one. Look, look the the right of what is it? The, the right of wind and rain, or spring and rain? That's fine. That's definitely not a very wormish right at all. I, I don't know it offhand. So you got me there. Right? <clears throat> that that's the one where you like bang it out in Krynos form and it controls your rage. Oh, that's... Edge, like, metas make good right masters. Um, I'm confused and moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but my it's point here is... It's a revised child of Gaia. It's a thing. Well, but, but, you know, there's my point there, is, you know, like... They, you, and I just use child of Gaia as an example because that, that revised book is pretty well... Mm -hmm. Universally understood as not a very good tribe book. Yes. So instead of getting a third pass at that, you know, we don't have a third pass at that. Jesus, I would have loved for Werewolf 20 to cover those tribe books. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, there was a plan for it, and um, someone left the team. I can't. Was, Rich Thomas, maybe? Or, no, Rich Thomas didn't leave the team. Rich Thomas owns on no, his <laughs> Who was it? I'd, I'd heard that there was an intent. Like, that would have been a thing, but, but something had happened where it, it couldn't. Honestly, I'm, I'm expecting a, a Tribes of the Moon style book for 5th edition, which I'd be okay with. See, that's. I, I, I'm assuming that's some weirdo Forsaken thing. Um, Tri but, Tribes of the Moon is basically a, because there's only like five tribes in Forsaken. So Tribes of the Moon is a book that it, it's a tribe book, but it covers all five of them at one time. It's like 200 some pages long. So like a guide to the changing breeds, which I think the problem is, is that's, it's not enough information for me. And it's, it, I think it's in terms of looking at it from changing breeds, mm -hmm. I think it's the wrong fucking type of information for a tribe book. No, I don't. It depends on what they do with fifth. If they go through and like nix, if they're saying this is our history now, we're moving forward, then you could reasonably do that. But no, like I, I would like to see eleven question mark tribe books come out. I just I don't think they're going to do it. So I'm I'm hedging my bets on a like. We don't even have a world five yet. I'm not even going to speculate on that. I mean, yes, they should do it. I wish twenty would have done it. But the point is, is ultimately, is there are three black. There are three quote, Black tri Spiral Tribe books, we don't need to waste the page count on another one. If someone wants to do that in the vault, that's a different animal. But for official release, look, we're only going to get so much. And I think there are better ways to spend that time. Yeah. So if anyone wants to write it for the vault, look, you have three different sources you can take it from. Right. <laughs> At least three. I'm just saying there. It had to be brought up. I agree. Um... That said, do we have any final thoughts? Because I know we're getting about that time. Well, we kind of did a final thought on the last one, but... You know, we well, right, but we also ran out of time, so yeah. So. So looking, look, I mean, double secret final thoughts. <laughs> oh, double secret probation. That's right. Gross. I guess my final thought was just kind of go back in the last one when we said that antagonist-wise, have them have their own story. Don't make them cardboard town. They're the hero of their own story. It's way easier and way better to have a fleshed out bad guy as a main character 
a roundabout way of saying that. No, I'm, <laughs> you're good. Oh, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I love our antagonist that we have. I'm not going to get into it. It's but fair. it's definitely spawned over quite a few Chronicles. In how very little he's been in there. Yeah, but he's still... Incomparable to the amount of games we play. Right, but he's still in the back of our minds oh, all the time. Yeah. Just gnawing at us. <laughs> TC, how about you? Figuratively and literally. <laughs> uh, I think when you're looking at using them as villains, you don't have to use them solely as uh, just werewolves on werewolves. Like, I know a lot of what we talk about with them is using them as, uh, you know, the Gru nemesis, and here's their culture, and here's how they do things. I, I think exploring them more, like going more of the corporate wolves angle and having, like I mentioned earlier, APCs full of Black Spiral squads that have dedicated body armor. Call back to that earlier episode. Nice. You know, dedicated body armor with, you know, shotguns full of silver. Like, that That can be a really devastating enemy. That's still your red shirt spirals, but, but they're a cut above, and they will fuck you up. I can, I can see that. I think uh, what I would want to impress, and, and I know I brought it up on the, the first episode, was keep them in the dark. To remember, I mean, obviously, I, I want to echo everything you guys said. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with everything you're talking. But you don't want to shine too bright of a light on that darkness. Because when, when, you, when you put the spotlight on that movie monster, you see the seams in the costume. And you never want to do that that's it it's also why you want to flesh out as often as possible and it's not always necessary you know when you're throwing that pack of red shirts with the shotguns they don't need a life story they don't need much of a backstory if the intent there is combat but i'll tell you when you get those couple antagonists maybe it's a whole pack maybe it's a couple members from a pack and you flesh them out of it it, it's a scarier thing that, that they have a motive and a plan and you can follow their thought process and rather than just the the snarling thing in the dark. But there's room for both. There's room for both, sure. And and I think the key is finding that balance and again not not putting too much of a light. The more you know, the less scary a thing is. Yeah, so you know, yeah, no, no one's afraid of the thing. Yeah. No one's afraid of the thing they know everything about. So take that as you will. But that is our time. Uh, TC, thanks so much for joining us again. Oh, of course, anytime. Oh yeah, man, it's it's always a blast. We're glad to have you. And I'm glad we could get this one done yeah, in a semi-timely manner. <laughs> Not only that, but like surprisingly enough, if we would have done this all in one episode, Jesus, it probably would have been Four our hours long. long. It would have been yeah. our longest episode. I mean, we could have cut it into two episodes, but at the same time, we didn't have the time to sit here for those extra... And decide that at the moment, right? Right. So I'm glad we were able to get this done relatively quickly. I know we had a schedule to keep, and we're actually finagling <laughs> yeah. to make sure this airs earlier than it's jumping the line. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, thanks again, TC. And uh, on behalf of everyone here at Scratchable Studios, myself, Mr. Daniel Tyson, Mr. Tommy Dixon, we want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep your claws sharp and your head on a swivel. See you next time.